You're listening to the Connect Church podcast featuring the pastoral staff of Connect Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. This podcast delivers biblical truths, hot topic discussions, and encouragement you need on your daily journey to live like Christ. The Human Resources Department requires that I be available. Not sure if the invite cards are nifty, but the mustache is definitely not. He's in charge of our children. What are we doing? I don't. Here are your hosts, Terry Pierce, Andrew Pierce, and Tanner Stahl. Thank you all for being here. Let's get started. Let's get started here on podcast number 50. 50. 50 nifty United States. Here we are. That's right. Episode 50. It's kind of a milestone. You know, yeah, it is. When you think about it, it's a milestone. <laughs> we didn't think we'd make it this far. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure what the reward or the milestone is because, you know, we'll talk about it later in, in our stupid stuff but you know 23 people listen to this podcast and they vote in our bracket challenges so hey um, and that includes us so all, all, all i know is when i hit that milestone personally at 50 years of age it has been all downhill since oh, <laughs> so for our listeners well we have some equipment for sale if you uh, are listening and need some podcast equipment so you mean our, our conversation is going to go downhill from here that's <laughs> yeah, scary that's what i just said for our poor listeners uh, I don't know. golly you know what forget the sermon topic what you want to talk about today <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? I don't know. I'm no, not a biologist. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's that from? What is that from? I don't even know who originally said it, but it's uh, about the transgender. It's the phrase going oh, on today. I yes. Yeah. It's, no, it's it's the it, I, it's the answer to everything. Today. I have it's, really tuned out on that topic oh, yeah. because I am fully immersed in Kamala Harris. Okay. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> I am. She's wow, my favorite we really, person. We on really the world. are. We're starting off okay. on a good foot. Yeah. The, 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 the thing, the answer to everything when you don't know what it is today is you're just saying, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. That's right. Say, the what, Babylon Bee even put out an article. Yeah. It said uh, when when a God made made Adam and then made Eve or whatever. He didn't know what to call Eve because he responded to God with, I don't know, I'm not a biologist. Wow. <laughs> it's sort of, it's, it's, it's really pick, picked up after the Supreme Court, you know, yeah. lady was, you know, what's the definition of a woman? And um, no one knows. Yeah, no that's what, is that what yeah. it's that's from? So is that, what she, yes, that was yes. her quote? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, she said, I don't know, I'm not a biologist. That was her answer? Well, she didn't say that last phrase, but that's what she said. And then said. there's the she whole, said, like, Leah def- Thomas thing and... You know the swimmer or whatever, uh, and she was yeah. asked by Senator Cruz. You know, uh, can you at least tell me what a woman is? Because he was talking about you know how are you going to vote on these issues, right. and she just and she just sat there and she refused to answer and define what a woman is. Yeah, because if she gives the wrong answer, she's canceled. Right, right. You know, so. right so, yes. Well, should I just uh, stop recording and then restart on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> now that we've offended our seven, I'm years. sorry. <laughs> you know that's valid. There's only 23 people listening. Yeah. They they're probably on our side. So Bo- uh, hey, Belen's still listening. So. And they all think Hardens is as good as nautical whimsy. So yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's think this is a grain of salt. And we can define what Belen is as a woman. <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> she's crazy. Especially I'm not after, brave enough, <laughs> especially after this week in the severed head story so yes. <laughs> yes i've had so many people comment and go how do you do that you know that you're i mean oh it's, yeah it's just um yeah yeah uh, all right well we are uh <laughs> well on that note we, we, need, gonna... we need music for today can, can i interrupt you again yeah go so, ahead what? so uh, we need if we're going to talk about our so- sermon topic we need journey 
Yeah, I should have. I should have brought in. Cheated. Don't stop believing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be I fair, should. you should have had it in your sermon somehow. But Ju- Judy Moore and about fifteen other people hit me Sunday. Yeah. They go, "I'm just so disappointed in you." I mean, I didn't have a clue what they were talking about. They're all just like, you know, I've just never been so disappointed in your sermon. And I was like, "Dang, what did I do?" And she goes, "I was waiting for Journey to pop up anytime." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody actually put there on, on your Facebook and tagged me in it to ask if I was going to play. Don't yeah. stop believing. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know who they were, so I didn't respond to them. Yeah. Well, uh, I did it. See, I they're did probably it. not listening to this podcast. <laughs> So. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> or or doing our uh, game thingy. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so um, I did that about 10 years ago. So I actually had that in the service. And so, you know, I just didn't want to be redundant. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, it would have been good. Andrew, redundant means do it again. I, I know I redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, like I have this memory about that song, Don't Stop Believing. Mm-hmm. It's a great song, of course. It is a great song. They did it on American Idol back in 07 or 08. I'm sure they've done it a long time since, but they did it that specific year, and um, it was the Chris Allen, Danny Gokey, and Adam Lambert year. All right? Back, oh, when, back yeah. when American Idol met something. That's a good one. It yeah. was a great one. Those are one. some great singers. It was a fantastic rendition, mm-hmm. and it was like they, they were still like the top eight or ten at the time they did it. Anyways, but Adam Lambert went up and hit that – ending high note oh, wow. and I was like I don't care if that dude's as gay as they come that was <laughs> that was incredible like I mean he was so good he really he is he was so good he sang a queen song on that season too I think I'm sure he did I think and it was like holy cow like he did yeah, queen yeah. like he did it justice that was incredible he didn't win the guy from Arkansas, Chris Allen, won, so I was uh, pleased with that season. But anyways, sorry. That <laughs> yeah, was the, the lead rabbit sing- trail. The lead singer for Journey now is this little bitty Korean guy that's like four foot seven. I didn't know Journey was still a thing. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. It's all the oh, original okay. band members except the lead singer, but yeah. he sounds identical to whoever. I forget the guy's name who was the original lead singer of Journey. Oh, my gosh, he, yeah. Yeah, so like yeah. I remember we watched a, a concert series at some church member's house in Kentucky, yeah. and we watched him, and this little dude is like 4'7", oh, yeah. and yeah. like he's like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, he's he's, he's Terry on steroids, like when he's preaching. He's all, all over, over the, the place, and I mean, sounds just like the original dude. I was, awesome. in, I was in my 50s, and my very first ever non-Christian Free Will Baptist concert was the Sea Journey here in Tupelo. Oh, in that's 50s. a good question, Tanner. In what was 50s. your first non-Christian concert? <laughs> I mean, in my adult life or like... My, my, I remember in seventh grade, a bunch of friends, we went to see the Spice Girls. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Please tell me you didn't just say that on the air. Yes. <laughs> they were hot. I mean, I, what do you? I'm in seventh grade, and there's these. Uh, come on, like we would like. It to, was awesome. We would like to thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I would say that was my very first non-Christian concert. It was, oh, it was my goodness. first con- somehow, concert. Uh, and I don't know how I'm going to do it because I'm preaching on faith and the cross this Sunday. But I've got to work that into my message Sunday. I'm not ashamed <laughs> of it. I'm not ashamed. Like, my, I mean, my first one was Darius Rucker, at least. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I lied. Technically, I don't think Terry even knows this. I uh, technically. I think I lied to them when I was uh, ninth grade or eighth grade. Maybe was my first which non-Christian was, concert, which is one of many lies. No, but <laughs> to get it, it was uh, Theory of a Dead Man. It's a rock group. Never heard of. Never them. heard of. Yeah, two yeah. thousands rock band. But technically, that or Darius Rucker. But you knew that I went and saw Darius Rucker when I did that one. So. <laughs> you know what your mom would say if she was listening? You're grounded. <laughs> if you want to be my lover or my first my first my first secular band with switchfoot <laughs> switchfoot i've heard of switchfoot no they're actually christian band they just don't only sing christian songs so okay so or then it, it. listen here's a good story for you in high school 
Um, my junior year, um, a bunch of friends <laughs> went. We all went to Memphis in May. I had yes. never heard of Memphis. Wait, wait, is this the same year you got kicked on the mission trip? No, that was not, <laughs> that was not great. That was not great. This we went to Memphis in May, and uh, that was after you saw the our, our vice principal was the lady uh, who's my friend's mom. She was like the chaperone. Okay, so it was like okay, all the parents trusted that we're going with with Miss Aline, and uh, we went to Memphis in May. We saw Kid Rock, Incubus, Saliva. There was just yeah. oh wow, there was this kid on a side stage, this guy that no one had ever heard of, and there was like thirty people watching him. His name was John Mayer. No one, had no ever way, heard of him. shut yeah. up. Anyways, so we go to Memphis in May. We have a great time and whatever, and we get back and we get back to Miss Aline's house, and she walks in and she says, Michael. Uh, who's been in our house? And he said, uh, nobody, mom. Why would anybody be in our house? <laughs> Michael, who has been in our house? Mom, nobody's been in our house. I swear. Michael, <laughs> did you give someone our key to our house? Mom, I swear to God, nobody <laughs> ever, no one's been in our house. She said, Michael, when we left here, there were dishes in the sink. Our beds were not made. This house was a disaster. It is spotless clean. Who's been in our house? <laughs> he had given his house key to some of our other friends, and they had a party while they were while we were in Memphis. And no they did way. such a good job cleaning, cleaning up. up. <laughs> no way. They gave themselves gave away. Gave themselves away. No yeah. way. That's yeah. awesome. Great. I can honestly say, out of all the stupid things I've done, that was not the case. Yeah, <laughs> we were cleaning up. up, guys. Nice, <laughs> nice. That is a good story. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So keep on believing, yeah. and even in the middle of the battle. Do we even want to talk about this? I, I know. There was, like, there was a nice rabbit time. trail for. <laughs> we're having a good time with stories here. So. Oh my goodness! Which Memphis and May, by the way, is not near as big as it used to be. Like they used to be like their our version of like Coachella or whatever, and had all these different stages and stuff. And they still heard, have it. I've never. But they have, it. like, nobody, no big names that go apart. They have, like, a race that's a part of, I think the St. Jude Marathon, Marathon's in December, but, like, there's a big, like, half marathon, 5K. It's, like, tons of food oh, vendors yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me let me just say, I, I was... Went, I don't know if you knew this either. I went to a Memphis in May when I was in high school. You're grounded again. <laughs> but it used to be a lot bigger than what it is now. You know, there are some places in this world where I just don't belong. Yeah. That was one of them. Beale oh, Street. Yeah. <laughs> I did not fit in. Yeah. I didn't... Like, there was... There was no Bill, Bill Gaither hour. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were everywhere. Yeah. I didn't mind it. The people yeah. were passing down joints, and they're yeah. like, oh, here, take a hit, pass it down. Yeah. Like, okay, so... It, I, it, it was, was a redneck version of Coachella. It was at <laughs> Memphis in May where I had my one and only cigarette. Wow. Yes, wow. Before Miss Eileen let us loose in the place... She said, "Y'all come here." She said, "I want you." And he was on a church trip. No, 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 no. no, This is her school. This is just school. Oh, okay. Just friends. Don't blame Alan Pointer for this. Yeah, no, no. She gave us. She gave the vice principal gave us every one of us a cigarette. She said, "You smoke this right here in front of me." Shut up. What? She said, "You smoke it right here." So we're like, "Oh, cool, yeah, holy cigarette!" Dude, you get fired for that crap now. Well, not a one of us. We all coughed. And, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Threw up. I've never touched one. She's like, you'll do it here, and you'll never want to do it again. I promise you. She was dead it right. Worked. Yeah. yeah. Dead yeah. right. I'm pretty sure you can't do that now. Now that you give him a vape pen, like, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, 12 minutes in here, and uh, we're not even to the sermon yet. So Mem- Memphis and May was my one and only cigarette. <laughs> Sorry. You you had one walking in here. <laughs> you had to stand outside till you finished. 
That's why I wear cologne. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're in the middle of Luke uh, chapter 8, Luke 22 through 39. And I tell you what, Terry, sometimes yes. I wish that we could go back to the old school way of having church where we just do our hymns and we sing a special and then there's the preaching because I, tell you, I had 15 songs that would have went perfect. Well, this you had a good song set, Sunday. No, I yeah. mean, but like, yeah, I you, you know, topic specific, like a special, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Oh, you mean like special songs? Like sing a special, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, gotcha, well, yeah. Sister Mildred's going to come up here and sing. Y'all pray for it. Y'all listen to the words. She, Don't listen to her singing. She, she, did, she hadn't actually listened to this track. <laughs> right. Yes, I got you. I now. need you I to pause you. that at the 222 mark. <laughs> I, can't, I can't sing after that, you know. And I love that the name was Sister Mildred. <laughs> my, my favorite being a pastor back in the day was when the singer would get up there, and, you know, I'm all roaring, ready to go with the sermon, and the um, song. Song director or the um, worship leader? No, they didn't call it worship oh, leader. No. Song, song director, choir director, choir Even director. They were yes, yes. Directing a so choir. He, his his right arm's going, and then he and he looks back to the sound booth and he goes, uh, "You're going to need to rewind that tape." Yeah. And so we, we would hear it over the sound yeah. system. The tape, <laughs> yes, as they went back to it, and I'm like, "The Holy Spirit just left the room." Yeah. yeah. Or better yet, that he couldn't rewind it. He's like, "Anybody have a pencil so I can yes, rewind yeah. it?" <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Yeah. And we all just sitting there, anyway, like, and it's like. The best part, though, for me, is like, this is why when people, like, for funerals and stuff, mm-hmm. and they bring me CDs, like, right. we don't use that anymore. Yes. Because, yeah. like, you have to push play, and then it takes a minute for oh, the CD yeah. to start spinning, and then it takes a second for it to find where it needs to go. Right. It's like that awkward, just stupid, oh, I hate it. You know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Press play, and you wait, you know. So yeah. what? What's were all these special musics you wanted to sing, were they all Southern Gospel songs? Uh, I mean... A few of them, yes. the The main one was a David Phelps song called "The Wind and the Waves," and it's you know oh, yeah. he's pigeonholed into Southern gospel, but the song no, itself that's, that's is not a, really Southern it, gospel. It, it, it uh, transcends. Yes, I mean it, it's yeah. just a, a soft worship it is. song. I know that's, that's a good song. David Phelps is an incredible yeah, singer. The good. hook line yeah. of it says, "Even the winds and the waves obey." I remember that. Why can't I? Yeah, you know. Ah, so, yeah, I do remember that yeah. totally. Yes. Great that song. Is a good song. It is a great song. I was yeah. just dying to get up there, like, "Shut up, Terry. Let me sing." <laughs> <laughs> we don't need the word of God. I need a song. <laughs> you sound like Bill Gaither. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Hey, Amen. Why not? Anyways, all right. So yeah, boy, we are on on fire today. <laughs> For you. all those, all four of you listening, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, all right, get us going, Terry. What do you want us to come away with? You got that? five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, you've literally got five minutes here. Anyway. Luke chapter eight tells us a quick story of. Uh, <laughs> Of a demon-possessed man in the boat in the story. Thank you guys for listening today. The original um, Call of the Hogs. Yes, 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 we did that. So we talked about in the uh, opening parts, uh, the two parts of the story, um, uh, two uh, trans, uh, two stories that uh, Luke is arguing to get the audience, get his disciples to really believe in the authority of Jesus. And our first little phrase that we wrote down and took home for a congregation, in our world, nature is often personified in its own cosmic force with an independent identity, which is a really um, very deep way of saying <clears throat> is that God owns the universe. And the reminder for us is that we should put our faith in the creator of the universe. And so we talked about uh, the fact that he is lorded uh, over our storms in our life, and we gave a little phrase that you know is very popular. I just sort of jokingly said that I'd coined it, but uh, <laughs> we, we learned to believe in God uh, in the midst of the storms in our life. That when we pray and ask God to remove us from the storms, and 
sometimes he does, and sometimes he chooses, and we ask him to pray if he doesn't remove the storms to give uh, us peace and calm in the midst of the storm. So uh, we talked about, you know, the authority of God, uh, how he rebuked the winds and the seas, back to David Phelps, a better way of saying it. And um, and then our big argument was, is in the first part of the message was, is that uh, the winds and the seas, and I and, and this part was cool to me, I've never heard this said before, is that I brought out the fact that the winds and the seas uh, do not have ears, they cannot listen. They oh, don't, yeah, your they, little metaphors for that about got you in trouble. Why is that? Well, you were like, you know, the the winds don't have ears like your husband's. You know, the mm. wind, the what do you say? Oh, the yes, yes, yeah. yeah. The, the winds kid, don't was, shut up like your wives. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I said that they don't make decisions like your wives. Oh, so, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, I did everybody's attention. Hey, but anyway, man. Yeah. hey, it was good. Man. Yeah, and so you're, yeah, they don't listen like your kids. So, yeah. Right. All right. That's about, I forgot about that part. So, anyway. But um, so I was just trying to make an interesting man. So that's true. So uh, we talked about the fact that, you know, they're obviously unthinking things and yet they obey and listen to the word of God. And so I think it's just, um, you know, good that uh, we remember to, you know, the challenge was is that our job is to just simply obey when God speaks. So. Yeah. Andrew, what was your big takeaway from Luke chapter 28 verses 22 through 39? Um, well, honest, sorry, I didn't mean to do that, Mike. Well, honestly, uh, it was kind of a, more of an afterthought, kind of just the, the way that God, you know, and the Holy Spirit works when you're doing your, uh, daily quiet time and Bible reading and stuff is, uh, Terry gave one of the quotes and I think this one was from Danny Aiken. A lot of times I write down the quote, but I don't always get who it's from. And it said, the wind and the waves put us to shame. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have to look at you, at you thinking. Unthinking. At unthinking. Sorry, I was typing real fast. <laughs> we have to look at unthinking things in order to know how we should think about God's word and his authority. And there's a lot of truth in that. But I believe also the reason why the wind and waves put us to shame. And through that, like he said, they don't have ears to listen and everything else. And yet they obey better. As I think it's it's uh, it's born out of a relationship. It's born mm-hmm. out of if you love him, you'll obey what he said. And I think a lot of times, simply, we know what to do. We know what we should or shouldn't do. We just don't obey because if we're being honest, we're not walking daily with him. We're overwhelmed by fears. We're overcome by anxiety or struggles or circumstances. And so, and then we're not running to the Father to be our peace in the storm. We're not, we're running to other things. We're trying to do it ourselves or whatever. And so, the, like even with your kids or your spouse or whatever, it's it's a done out of a relationship of love. That's when people respect you. I mean, I have a tar- hard time obeying what somebody's asked me to do if I don't respect them or if I don't trust them or if I don't genuinely love them like that. That's harder for me to obey that command because I'm not giving them the authority that they deserve in that place in my life. The wind and the waves do. They know that God has what's best for them. God created them. God is the one that you know causes them to exist. And in the same way, He has. we should have a relationship with Him. He loves us enough that we should, in turn, out of motivation, nothing else but love, obey him. And the winds and waves shouldn't put us to shame, but man, they do. And sometimes that just boils down to our own personal walk with Jesus. And he kind of even dove into that is that the word of God calms our fears. And the key to overcoming your fears is to listen to God speak in your life daily. That's how you cultivate a, a an overcoming attitude, a way of uh, being able to speak to your fears, speak to your situation, your circumstances, speak to the storm and obey when hard times come or even in the moments of when your enemy, their real enemy, Satan, and recognizing that you can overcome those things through a loving relationship with your heavenly father. 
Yeah, I think the key to that is the relationship side of that. And we talked about, uh, you know, that's a good point, Andrew, is that we, you know, emphasize that how that when we're not in relationship, that's why we do discipleship at Connect Church, because it's, you know, you you really learn how to have a relationship with Jesus from watching others and being held accountable in discipleship with each other. And so uh, with that said, you know, we gave the illustration about um, when I did get in trouble about Blinn and the severed head, you know, that uh, landed, you know, <laughs> in her bedside. But anyway... You have to tune in the sermon podcast if you'd like to know more of that story. But anyway, <laughs> but we talked about uh, the fact that you know you go to a scary movie, and you're you know the producers got you hooked in there, and you're scared to death that that monster is going to jump off the screen and get you. And it's all about the fact that you know they've gotten you drawn into that relationship. And if we really have a relationship with Jesus Christ like we should, then we're not so worried about the monsters and stuff in our lives. To your point, Andrew, and so we made the statement. Uh, ultimately that sort of tied the two stories together from the demon possessed man to the, you know, the storm in the boat is you need to believe that Jesus rules over things seen and unseen. Everything from demons and devils to waves and winds obey the word of God. And, you know, if we really just learn to believe in Jesus because of that relationship that Andy was talking about, then that's going to become a powerful truth in our life. Expect struggles with the forces of darkness. And you talked about spiritual warfare and all that stuff. And uh, you made a point that um, I don't think a lot of people get or understand is that spiritual warfare is real. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's as real as a heart attack. You <laughs> yes. know, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. and it sucks. It does, and it's and it's constant, and it's never ending, and, and it's a it's a real battle. And and I think that's the great. Um, awakening that's happening honestly with the younger generation in the church has been a, such a positive impact is they've been much more realist for the most part <clears throat> and the my generation we stuck our if you went to church you were one two extremes you were with part of the movement that was you know the Pentecostal movement they were casting out demons everywhere in service and you know handling snakes and all that stuff and then the Baptist church was so I um, don't want to get in trouble here, stuck up yeah. uh, somewhere. Hoity but tweety. anyway, yes. And so they were just like, and there, you know, there's still some of those that exist in, in, in our churches. Yes, is that we don't have any problems because right. we are good and better than you. And so, you know, the devil doesn't exist in our life. No, you, when you talk like that, you're pretty much representing him. So anyway, the, <laughs> <laughs> the pretty tr- much. Yes, exactly, because the Pharisees were the worst demons of all, uh, and they're the ones that killed Jesus. And so I just throw that out there, Baptist folks. But anyway, the truth of the matter is, is that we tend to stick our head in the sand and ignore it. And the healthy version is, is to recognize we're in a daily battle with the enemy. And so, and, and, and again, you know, for me, it was very personal just with our congregation this week is I think God put me in that spot as I was attending a prayer meeting at a, one of our sister churches here in town. And as I was driving through, and I never do that at 730 in the morning because I don't like doing anything at 730 in the morning. And I saw all these, you know, cars and stuff. And I just realized this is the battle that our folks go to every work, every day. They're just in this chaos of just getting to work and they're grouchy and they're just struggling. And every week, the devil, every day, the devil's beating them down. And it just caused us. That's why we as a staff pray over our people. And this is why we pour into them on Sunday and we take it so serious because, man, they have been beat up all week. And we want to encourage them. We want to challenge challenge them, even convict them, but we want to help them deal with these this warfare and give them the tools and the resources to fight, and not just fight fair, but win the battle. And, and here's one last point, and I'll shut up, is I love the point, and this is to encourage everybody that's listening today, is the, the guy that the 
that Jesus threw the devil out of. Uh, his name was Legion, which meant a thousand. And we're not sure that he really meant a thousand demons, but it, it was multiple. And I love what one commentator said. This was not even a fair fight. You know, this was, you know, he's got all of these demons and there's only one Jesus and man. And he, you know, he just takes him out. And so uh, it wasn't a fair fight because one Jesus dominates not only all the demons, but he dominates the devil as well. And so we just need to remember that. Woo pig. Woo pig. That's right. <laughs> the, the calling of the hogs. All right. Anything else you guys want to hit on before we move on into the rest of Luke and Jarius and his daughter? Wow. Well, yes. No. Nice. Nothing? Nice foreshadowing there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> foreshadowing? Yeah. <laughs> Do you not, it's the rest of the text. Did you, did you not shave today? Foreshadowing? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had no idea what was in the rest of Luke 8. <laughs> so I'm, that's we're we're going to finish up this Sunday with Luke uh, chapter 8, and we're going to finish out with two more miracles uh, that we're going to see Jesus do, and we're going to tie it in. Uh, our subject matter is going to be, do you have enough faith? And we're going to talk to you guys about faith, and ultimately we're going to wrap up the sermon with faith in the cross. And so it's going to be a good day. It is uh, Palm Sunday. This. It is Palm Sunday, and so we're going we're gonna to bring the cross into this uh, whole miracle thing that Jesus is going to wrap up with. It's two great stories, and so and we're going to take a little break from Luke then and get ready for our Easter, the greatest comeback story ever, uh, followed up by missionary Doug Rogers, and then we're going to launch into a new sermon series for about a month on the Ten Commandments, going to little Old Testament school. And, and mm. when he says sermon, it's going to be like your old history classes at school. We're going to show the movie Ten Commandments, and then when it's time to go, we'll pause it, and you're dismissed, and then we come back next Sunday and continue we'll pick up where we left off. Charlton Heston. That's right. <laughs> if you don't show the Prince of Egypt, I'm not coming. Prince of Egypt, yes, <laughs> yes. Which was my first ever movie that I watched in the theater. The Prince of Egypt. Mm. That's right. And then he was immediately condemned. <laughs> <laughs> Never had been in a movie theater till 2001. <laughs> Shut up. I went to a movie theater before that. You guys are going to concerts and smoking. <laughs> yeah, you are. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from Daniel Tucker, and then we will continue with the Connect Church podcast episode 50 Milestone Marker. If you've been looking for a place to call home, need a place that makes you feel welcome and valued while at the same time growing spiritually in Christ and biblical truths, at Connect Church, our mission is all about loving God, loving people, and making disciples. When we gather together, there's a spirit of worship, a spirit of kindness, and a spirit of welcoming to anyone and everyone who's seeking God's will and truth in their lives. We invite you to visit during one of our two Sunday services to discover how Connect Church can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Our friendly and spirit-filled worship environment is just the place for you. Visit Connect Church this Sunday during our 9 o'clock or 10.30 a.m. services located at 1650 North Veterans Boulevard in Tupelo, Mississippi. Or you can check out our live stream on our Facebook page or our website at www.triconnect.church. Again, that's www.triconnect.church. We look forward to connecting with you. We do look forward to connecting with you, and there's a lot of connection opportunities coming up here with the Easter egg hunt on uh, Saturday, April 16th, and then three services on Easter, so be sure you are planning for those activities. If you need to volunteer, if you want to volunteer to sign up for the Easter egg hunt, you can do that at the Welcome Center. I don't know. Can you do that online? 
Um, not for the Easter egg hunt, but you can at the Welcome Center. Or come talk to me or Christy Beard. We will be happy to man, have you help. Absolutely. We want all of our Connect Church family to be there that day and just, man, greet on the community and let them know we love them. Greet on the community. Yep. Yep. <laughs> greet on them. <laughs> better do it. Better do a few other things on That's it. absolutely uh, right. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into our favorite segment of the podcast, the best and the worst Pick me. of the weekend. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Wait, 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 wait. Which was it? This is the worst. Simply the best. Yeah. You know, at Memphis in May, Ike and Tina Turner were at that event. That no way. And Tina Turner got booed off the stage. Why? Because, well, because they Incubus was after her, uh-huh. and no one wanted to hear from Ike and Tina Turner. They, di- they didn't care about them. They literally booed them so loud they just quit and walked off. Oh, you, your crowd should have went in the river. That's, well, I mean, it was 2002. Oh, my you know, gosh. I mean, Anyways, all right, so uh, Terry, go ahead. Let's give us your best of the week. I don't have a best. My worst. You don't have a best? <laughs> <laughs> My worst was March Madness and this weekend with Duke, so I'm just going to go all negative. And you did it last week, so I'm doing all it this right, week. Fine. Is that uh, we're looking at pictures. I had a best. Remember my sea turtle video? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm looking at pictures right now, just getting angry all over again. Is Duke lost? And um, I wish we could say we were robbed, but you know, it just it was just it was a great game. It no, was y- just, yeah, y'all were had y'all had like a what eight to two foul count with five and a half minutes left in the game. So y'all were definitely not robbed. No, our guys, we had guys in foul trouble. We had got our best player was in foul trouble in the first half, and he only played five minutes in the game. So. I know in the second half though, the foul count was eight to two at five forty eight. I I marked it because I, yeah. if y'all won, I was going to uh, use that. The the whole the whole thing was is our center got fouled in trouble and then our backup center had four fouls in the first half. So well, and uh, that, yeah. the love kid just he at the end of the game just kinda of took over. Oh, he was just he was just crazy hot yeah. and then not as much as Mamick going out of bounds oh, not yeah, even Mamic, looking yeah. yeah he threw yeah. the ball not even looking at the goal. So anyway, yeah. uh, my our upset that not only did Duke lost uh to that other school. Uh, and, North Carolina. <laughs> stop it. Anyway. Um, with, I don't like I just, him either. I just threw up my mouth. And anyway, and so, uh, but, you know, uh, we bought tickets. So me and my boys were going to, Aaron was flying in for North Carolina. He's going to land in Nashville. Uh, Adam's going to bring him down. Then Andrew and I, we're going to take him on down to New Orleans. And so on Monday, because of church and Jesus, we didn't skip out and go to, you know, like a golf tournament or something. And so we, we, <laughs> so we did our whole church thing. And, and, so then it was going to go to the championship game, watch Coach K play his last. So it was just going to be like a dream week uh, Monday for me and the boys and go hang out in New Orleans and eat some seafood. Go down Bourbon Street. Um, you heard of Memphis in May. We were going to Mardi Gras on Bourbon. <laughs> Remember, no, we weren't telling your mom that. Anyway, so, so we were going to go down and, and go to the game. And, and so anyway, uh, so we were, had all that planned out with me and the boys. Uh, had our tickets bought. And so we decided to be smart, Tanner, and we bought the tickets early on uh, Friday. As you should. So, as you should. So because, you know, in case they won, those tickets were going to skyrocket, you know, yeah. through the roof. And so we got it for like $200 a piece, which is still, you know, not too bad. And they were pretty good seats, uh, mental sections and all that stuff. Well, I tell you what, we just pay our preacher way too much money <laughs> yes, to spend yes. $200 on a basketball game. Absolutely. And so so we were going to get our 200 okay. Adam paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it's, on, it's on Adam's card. He's the, he's the one that's not a preacher in the family. He's making money. That's right. <laughs> he's the one that actually has a job. So anyway, so Adam got the tickets, and so we were all, you know, going to go down uh, and got our $200 seats, and, you know, those were projected to go to six, $700 on Monday, so we were like, let's just dive in and get it now, and we can always resell them, because... 
Now, this is the worst. Because not only did they lose, but because North Carolina um, won, the tickets dropped down to $30. Oh. <laughs> yes. Bad uh, investment. Bad investment. Anytime you invest in North Carolina. <laughs> and so the championship game, Tanner, with Kansas and North Carolina, you, two blue bloods. Yeah, you would have thought bunch of cheaters. The the two <laughs> the two hundred dollar you know fair market value tickets dropped down to thirty dollars a piece, and nobody you could you couldn't give them away. Yeah, so we sold them, but we lost a ton of money. Uh, <laughs> or better yet, Adam, Adam lost. It. <laughs> <laughs> we told him the checks in the mail, Adam. So. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And so I just show the guys, uh, you know, the pictures of the seats because our good friends Katina bailed us out, and they bought two of them, and she took her husband, who works for thirty dollars a for, piece. Uh, so took him to TSA. He works at TSA, and so they she surprised her husband, who's a big North Carolina fan, and she's a Duke fan. So you got to give it up for their marriage. Ooh, and so yeah, and so <laughs> she uh, she took him down and surprised him last night, and they sat in our seats. So, we're, but we're thankful that they bought him and had a good time. Yeah. Andrew, what's your worst, I guess? Well, that was my worst. Was it was not worst. being able Same to go thing. to the game and stuff. Uh, I'll say my best was you probably. You could have still went. Well, I'll be honest. Adam and I had a separate text. <laughs> we were like, because honestly, I didn't care. Like, I, when I lived in North You're Carolina. You're not a Duke fan. Yeah. I'm not a Duke fan. I'm Ole Miss through and through yeah. for every sport. But to be honest, I only watch basketball and football. And then they suck at basketball. So I'm really an Ole Miss football fan. Yeah. But um, when uh, I text Adam separately, and Adam's a Duke fan, I was like, hey, do you still want to go? Because I have no personal investment. He had, <laughs> he had texted us. Um, I guess it was Friday or Thursday or whenever we came up with the idea to buy the tickets. And he's like, this has been my dream since I was first born. Yeah. And I, so I text back, I said, this has my, been my dream for three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I mean, it's still a cool, awesome, you know, to go to the championship game and see Coach K's potential last game. But anyways, we so we obviously didn't end up going. And now, you know, we have to pay back some of that money. I, technically, we should pay that back to Adam. Will we? Mm. Uh, but <laughs> no, Christmas. we will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, here's your early christmas present yeah. at yeah. well he is moving in two weeks so i guess we could go out and help him move so that'll be that'll be his nah. <laughs> yeah. well i have a best oh i do have a best oh, okay. i'll just say that we got a lot of work done on our youth room and stuff we ripped out carpet moved all those oh my gosh what are you gonna do with those pews those <laughs> burn them uh <laughs> actually wants one and hundred dollars i said no i said i'll take one i'm not gonna buy one wait where are you gonna put them at in my new shop. Yeah, this shop. How big's your shop? It's, it's a big... 30 it's, by 30. Yeah, it's as big as my that pew's like a 1,500 by 15. <laughs> it's massive. That'd be great But uh, they're heavy as lead. I don't know lead. what she wants it for, just to like to redo it, repur- I don't I don't know. It is heavy as lead. Yeah, they but are heavy. We we got a lot of work done, and I got good news for this upcoming project, and I'm ready to renovate that space. So we did a lot of work this weekend, got good news for that. I'm ready to have a youth room. That's my best of the week. We're moving forward. Absolutely, and big shout out to both the trust What's that song? Hold on. Time out. Tanner, you have screwed me up so horribly. I just had that cringy Southern gospel song you made me sing, and I'm pretty sure Daniel Tucker sang a part of it. Stepping to the water. No, 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 no. I'm going through. I'm going there. I'm going there. the streets are made of gold. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got some flooring in our youth room. (laughs) 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 That's what came to my mind was, I'm going there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good song. Oh, it's horrible. Well, on a more positive note. So now uh, it's my new worst, as Tanner has me literally coming up with Southern Gospel (laughs) songs in my... 
Tanner is in your head. That's so, worse than the North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I win. that's tanner's goal for everybody if i get in your head then it's all right Uh, besides the trustee shout out thank you for doing all the pine straw cleaning up the yard and the youth team for cleaning up the youth room i would also like to point out that me and alan rooker carried a pew just as well as daniel tucker and brandon lewis did Mm, get it all right (laughs) all right my best of the week is duke lost North Carolina lost, <laughs> and Kansas will probably be stripped of this title eventually. So that, that, that's my best of the week. Actually, my actual, valid. my actual best of the week is, you know, last night, you know how we're in the microwave society where we want everything now, mm. right? So, I mean, 15 minutes after one shining moment last night, here's our way too early uh, rankings for 2023. I mean, yes. it, Sports Illustrated put it out. ESPN put out theirs. 24-7 Sports put out theirs. Every single one of them has Arkansas as the preseason number one. No pressure. And it, exactly. And so I wrote this down. I said, that ultimately means that next season will be full of heartache. Okay? <laughs> but until then, my heart will go on singing. Amen. <laughs> Arkansas is the preseason number one for next year. So that's, that's my best. My worst is uh, this morning, um, actually, uh, my dear brother Jared Harris texts me. He says, we, you've got a decision to make in 10 minutes, and you have to let me know immediately. I said, okay, what's wrong? He said, remember how in 2020 we were going to go to the Masters and COVID killed it? The original variant killed it, you know? Yes. You can't he, say COVID killed. <laughs> he said, well, now we get to make that up. I've got Thursday Masters tickets. Are we going? Wow. And, I mean, if you don't know where I'm at in my situation in life right now, I just can't go because we're moving, I'm packing. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that as much as I went to go. So that's my worst is like Yikes. two times in a row. Dang, you know, dude. Two chances at the Masters and, and can't go. You're the, wow. wor- you're the worst. I am the worst. I am the worst. I think I'm Jared's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I love He's going. I don't know who's taking with him, but he's going to get to go, so I'm glad for he's him. He's going to take a real friend. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> uh, it, just, it hurts my heart, so it hurts my heart. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's get in. And realize Tiger's going to actually play now. Yes. He actually said, while we were podcasting, he said, and I screenshotted it. um, Where is it? Tiger Woods, breaking news, 1031. It says he will play in this year's Masters as of right now and will play nine more practice holes on Wednesday. You know you're going to kill yourself if Tiger Woods wins this tournament. You could. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be Sunday anyway. It'd be Thursday, but yeah. you know, still, still like, yeah. Gosh, yeah. gosh, I know it's tough. I know. All right, let's get into our dumb questions. Um, this might be a stupid question. Uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. What a stupid question that is! You ask a lot of stupid questions. Can I ask a dumb question? Better than anyone I know. <laughs> All right, I stole this one from my favorite radio show in Arkansas, the Ruskin and Zach Show. He asked this on his uh, radio show yesterday, so think about this one before you answer. Did the brain name itself? Huh? (laughs) I'm still thinking. (laughs) Did the brain name itself? I'm not a biologist. (laughs) (laughs) That is a phenomenal question. That's a great question. If you don't... I actually like Terry's answer. That was good. That one works, I think. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. That's what my answer is. If you don't pay for your exorcism, do you get repossessed? (laughs) 
Yeah, that was good. I, you, why didn't you give me that Sunday? That would have been so good Sunday. I, I didn't. I didn't have it. I didn't. Yes. That is so stupid. Oh, I would have totally used that Sunday. That's a good one. Although That's, he would have, he would have butchered, butchered yeah. it somehow. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. All right. This this question requires the an hogs answer. got repossessed. It's, it's, it's not really a typical dumb question, but it is a stupid question. If you were suddenly arrested for no reason and your face was flashed all over the news, what would your family and friends assume that you did? Weed. weed? <laughs> Do you get arrested for weed anymore? I don't know. I don't, well, they're trying to decriminalize it, but I'm just going to assume that's what my parents would have. Maybe not anymore, but that's what it would have been back in the day. I'm trying to think. Or I, I would say reckless driving and speeding for you. 100%. Yeah. If, they, 100%. if Belen's picture would have went across they would assume that she killed me yes yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know what would you assume that i did I, don't, I i would think i don't know beat somebody up or i don't know went crazy on somebody yeah you would have gotten angry, yeah, I'm, yeah, gotten angry. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um assaulting another person for parking too close no, 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 to no. You. oh my gosh you <laughs> said that wait 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 wait, wait, wait. or so, or assaulting a texas fan yes yes there we go that's it yeah that's probably actually more i true. took a i think i took a picture of this today i had to get gas at papa v sorry there's a story about a lady these getting people, really upset. i hate these people yeah i hate these people see. Oh, that's they're, they're the worst. Somebody in a You're ni- so Nissan full of crap. Maxima. Time out. I don't Time care. To, whoa, 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 Tanner. He just said they're the worst. He used to do that when he first got his Impala. He thought it was God's gift to mankind, it's and he didn't Chevy. want anybody to scratch it. He would park in the middle. I bet you do that with your truck now because it's so precious. We've got to go. Even <laughs> don't even. We're out of time. This person <laughs> smoking here in front of the Papa V's license plate Mississippi. What? Okay, I won't say the license. Plate. <laughs> <laughs> they parked their Nissan. In case it's a church member, it's not a church member. <laughs> okay, they parked their Nissan Maxima oh, that's, that's over terrible. the middle of the yeah, parking lot line, so you couldn't park. Yes, anywhere. in the morning when it's rush hour and busy. And yes, so, yes, yeah, that's yes. Yeah. I, I had no shame uh, taking that picture. One five five seven. Yeah, that's her license plate number. So, <laughs> I love it. So stupid. I just wanted to yell down and just let her have it. And yeah, she said, that's... Smoke. I'm like, oh, you moron. <laughs> I made it better that she was and, smoking and, for Tanner. <laughs> and, the, and thus, the picture of Tanner goes across the TV. Screen. There it is. That's, that's what I'd be arrested for. Sure. And if they, I guarantee you, if they'd had Texas plates on that car, you would have. Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. All right, uh, our local eateries bracket challenge. Congrats yes. to Nautical Whimsy for being a yeah! fantastic restaurant. All sixty-five percent of our twenty-three podcast listeners love you just like I do. What, was there? A, Are you serious? How, how many thousands of votes? Thirty-five. Did we turn in? No, yeah, thirty-five percent still voted for Hardens over Nautical Whimsy. What's twenty? What's twenty-three percent? Or what's uh? Bailey, Ju- Judy, and Neely, get out of here. <laughs> what is uh? I don't know how to do math. Twenty-three people and sixty-five percent. What's that? Well, was half really, would be 12 and a half. <laughs> no, 11 and a half. It was really 23 people total. So it'd be about 13. 13 and 14. 14 14.95 yeah. people. So 15 people. Yeah. yeah. Unless part, point oh five. But yeah. We're so glad we spent all the energy doing that. I know. I'm not doing that next year. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time. I didn't even Tanner's make a... Uh, so 37 and a half people voted. <laughs> no, 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 no. 23 people voted. Total. Total. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. 65% of the 23 responses. jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm not doing that next year. Y'all can kiss my rump. Uh, <laughs> and then congratulations to Brother Mike Proust as the winner of the Connect... 
uh, church podcast. Did he win the the thing? The tournament, the the actual basketball tournament. That's crazy. Right? He came back and beat Chuck. No, well, yeah, because Villanova he had Villanova winning it all. Um, nobody in the entire group. I forgot to check. Put that out Kansas either. as the winner. Not one person picked Kansas to win the whole thing. Isn't that crazy? No I, way. Yeah. I want to say I had Kansas as the other one in the final game, but I picked Baylor. How did I do? I don't know. I done deleted the app, so oh, <laughs> I couldn't find it. So. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mike Mike won, so he'll get his championship T-shirt uh, someday, eventually. It's got to have Mickey Mouse on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally took my cat's medicine this morning. Uh, don't ask me how. <laughs> wait, wait. You got a hairball? <laughs> you listen here, right, meow? All right, meow. <laughs> All right, meow, that wraps up the uh, Connect Church podcast, episode number 50. It was a doozy. Thank you for tuning in and listening, all 23 of you. Will so, there be a 51? We'll find out. Take a Who moment, knows. share it with your friends. Right, meow? Yeah. Well, you know, we can ask them to share all they want to, and it just doesn't happen. So <laughs> That's all right. We have fun. Y'all have a good week. Meow. Yeah.